Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Nate Hawkins. We recorded this a few weeks ago at his home in Portland, Oregon. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I'm teaching a Playing Up the Neck banjo workshop series starting January 17th. You can sign up now at CameronDeWitt.com store, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. See you there. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Nate Hawkins. Enjoy. Thank you. 
I shouldn't. <laughs> Foot out or something. Nate Coppins, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Hi. Thanks. This is this is something new to me. It's great. Same every time. You made this banjo. Yeah, this is this is one of my 12-inch models um, that I had in the house. I um, there was another one I was going to play, which uh, is an 11-inch one that I was really enjoying. Um, really, really warm sound coming out of it. Um, but I had a guy come and scoop it up last week, so. That was awesome. So I have a few in the house. Uh, I think everything else is, a, is fretless. So uh, here we are. Yeah, this one's fun. It's always it's always funny uh, recording luthiers. Well, for a few reasons. One is I always just have this like idea in my head that they're going to have like a room full of banjos to choose from, and it's like no, they're no. selling them all. <laughs> they, they they're all have... their their favorite banjo just left. <laughs> Just left the shop. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> there's a few that I have uh, older ones that I they probably won't sell, um, just because they either they're ones that I made early on or uh, I had this one that's a has like a hundred hundred and twenty year old uh, rim on it, and I made a neck for it, and I just love that banjo so much, and you know I, I play it when I want to practice uh, fretless, mm -hmm. but I just decided that's one that I'm just going to hold on to, and uh, just because of the, the antique part of it and I want to have some of that in the house um but yeah if I can if I can get them out the door I'll get them out the door yeah I think right now I have this is kind of a lot I have maybe three three banjos in the house yeah I'm impressed and, uh, <laughs> and not including the old couple relics upstairs but yeah as far as the ones that I've built I think I have this one and two others currently when did you make your first banjo oh um First one I made, a mountain style banjo. Um, I was living in a little apartment in New York City and I just, uh, that must have been um, 2004 or I think 2004 or five. It was before I moved out here and, and got all the proper tools to actually start making banjos. But my dog is trying to get, <laughs> she doesn't know what to do with all these You're wires. <laughs> um, yeah, I made, I, I somehow just using hand tools, I, I just, I got the idea I wanted to try one. I'd been playing banjo and I started playing old-timey banjo uh, when I was living in New York City and I was going to the jams and stuff and it was a whole new thing for me. And uh, I just wanted to try it out. I thought, um, I have a sculpture background and uh, so I just made me think I could just make anything if I put my mind to it. So uh, mm. I made one of these banjos and then uh, eventually took that one apart. But like right after I made that one, I moved on to the next one. And I was just, I had this little tabletop bandsaw eventually, like in this room in our, our apartment. It was kind of crazy. I don't know how I got away with it. I was going to say, that seems like prohibitive in, yeah, in New York. No, I'm yeah. sure, <laughs> sure I think I had the window mm. open. I was just like trying to sh push all the dust out. I don't know. Hard to be but I, I only there. made a couple there before we, before we moved out here and I got all the all the necessary tools and um, yeah so that so I'd say I'd say 2004 or 5 but I didn't feel like I was actually doing it like I want to I want to be a banjo maker I don't think I was because um, I always uh, I think on my website I decided to put like what what year should I put established in what year and I think I put the year that we moved out here which was 2007 yeah when I you know, I got a shop back and uh -huh. I got a table saw and stuff that, you know, I mean, you don't need all that. You can build, yeah. you know, you can make a neck with a pocket knife if you want to do like, a, you know, 
really primitive. And the early ones I was making were really primitive. I was doing uh, gourd banjos and uh, things like that. But, I love that you listed shop vac as like the first necessary tool. You know, I remember. Oh, I just have such a mess. I just get to be such a mess. And my wife comes in, she plugs in the leaf and comes through and she's like, you just got to sweep up in there. <laughs> So uh, now I have the new dust collector and uh, the air and the shop back, and I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm doing the best I can, I'm thinking about my health and everybody else's around right. me. So. Yeah, and the animals too. Yeah. When did you start playing banjo, and, and why? This is uh, I I know exactly how this how it happened. I so I was living in New York, and I um, and I hadn't ever tried to play banjo. I wasn't that interested. If I saw this guy, and this is this is actually how it all started. I saw this guy, Phil Roebuck, and I don't know, he's the one-man band, Phil Roebuck. Oh. He was a street performer, and but he also had some records, and he played some, uh, you know, he did, played a three-finger style. But he was thumping, he has this thing, he straps it to his back, and he sure. walks around. Is it like a, a bass drum? Yeah, it's a big bit. It's like an old yeah. bass drum. It looks like, like you know, a symbol on top or something. Yeah, he has yeah. all kinds of crazy things. He then started yeah. to go in a different direction where it was more like metal and like banjo at the oh same God, time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but I watched him and I was like, oh man, the banjo is so cool. Gosh, I never really thought about the banjo before. And then um, I, I think right away I just bought his CD off the street. I'd never done that. Or, you know, you see people like, yeah, it's good. I like piano music. It's good. And I don't. I was, you know, poor, working for this artist in New York, and I, I Sculpting. wouldn't just buy things willy nilly. Like I was, you know. So this was like, I'm getting this guy's CD. It's really cool. And then I was like, man, this sound is so cool. This instrument is so different from anything I've played because I've been playing drums for like my whole life. Um, so I got some cheapo, cheapo banjo and started to play it. And then uh, I realized that you could show up at bars and go to like bluegrass and old time yeah. jams. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah it was basically- told you what like bluegrass and old time were? Oh, so I showed up at these jams and there was like one other dude who had a banjo that didn't have a big flange resonator thing on the yeah. back. And he was playing like a Wildwood banjo. I can't remember his name. But he was playing claw hammer and I was watching him play and I was like, I don't know what this guy, that's cool. And so I started, um, you know, I just started getting collections and I think how it evolved was I would listen to a collection of quote, old timey or it would be sometimes they mash them up and they get bluegrass and old time CD together. And you're like, well, what's this guy? I remember hearing like Clarence Ashley playing like uh, little Sadie and like that real clucky claw hammer style that he does. I was like, that sounds awesome. And, and then with the square dance tunes, you know, fiddles going crazy and that nobody's really singing or anything. It's not like listening to Ralph Stanley, which is great. Um, but it was all about stomping. And that, so I kind of related that to like the, the percussiveness of like drumming and uh, yeah. you're just like stomping your foot and, and you know, the square dance music was great. And I was like, this is old time. Okay, let's look into this. And then there was one bar I think it was called like the Bag It In or something. I don't mm. know if the Bag It In still exists. A lot has changed since I remember yeah, that. They're like sure. 16 years ago. But I showed up there and uh, so the main sort of stage area was people with dobros and stuff and they're playing like, you know, all the bluegrass hits. And then there was a little corner where uh, maybe like one or two fiddles and a couple banjos. So I started doing that and then immediately like figured out I need to get a different... I don't have to get a different banjo, but I kind of felt like I had this cheapo weird thing. I had taken the resonator off the back and it was, I don't know what it was, but it didn't have the sound. Um, so I then moved on to different banjos. 
Is that? I mean, it sounds like maybe that's in part what inspired you to start making your own. Oh, that that is because one. Uh, yeah, I I got another you know sort of store bought one from like a big uh, company and had them ship it to me, and then uh, I I did start thinking about like well. The finish on this is like really thick. They sprayed something on, you know, it just kind of seemed like, yeah. overly, like you know, from a, from a factory. And so um, I guess the idea was I wanted to make something um, myself because I just, I get crazy with projects. Like, oh, I think I'll do that. I'm going to learn to bake, you know, and I, and I do have way too many, way too many uh, interests and hobbies. But this has been something that I've stuck with for, you know, 20 years now or something. And um, we're just going to keep doing it until my hands fall off. Uh, and, uh, or I can't like bend my knuckles or something. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to try to build one and I wanted to build one. I wanted to get, uh, some wood. It's hard to get wood in New York city. Like you have to go to like knock on the door of a, there was like a, uh, furniture making place and they would set these billets out there when they were done with them. And I didn't really know that much about wood. And I'm like, oh, God, this looks like hard wood. I'll take it. And then one of the first necks I built was like, a piece of like jatoba, like you know the stuff they make countertops, or it's a it's mm. a rosewood. Mm. Well, you don't make a whole neck out of rosewood. You make right. that's for the fingerboard, yeah, or yeah, that's yeah. for if you want to use rosewood. So I'm carving this thing with like a spoke shave and a rasp or something, and it's so hard. Like I wouldn't even attempt that. <laughs> you no, just trying to make the whole neck. Thinking, I haven't thought about that in ages, but that's ridiculous. I think I still have the neck. I'm like I made this neck out of yeah. the whole neck out of rosewood, and um, and I. I think the plans were uh, from the Foxfire books. I think that's where I got the oh, idea of wow. looking at. I didn't know they had banjo drawings. Foxfire, it's either four stuff in there. or five. You can build a dulcimer and you can make a banjo. Um, there are guys, uh, Stanley Hicks and Leonard Glenn. Um, those guys, um, that 60s or 70s, they took pictures. Um, this group of guys are out there documenting all this stuff that. I think that was all in, they were in North Carolina. Um, anyhow, you can learn anything you want from mm. those Fox Fire books if you mm. want to learn the old timey, old timey ways of uh, farming. Or you know, there's a there's a Cooper. What do they call that when you make a, a bucket? Cooper. A bu just Cooperman. A bucket. There's a bucket. There's a certain. It's called uh, Cooper. No, there's a certain uh, <laughs> uh, bucket like a barrel where they have this different strips and then you, uh, anyhow, you yeah. learn how to do that. So there the banjo, let me get back to the point, the, there are all these different banjo plans of different dimensions. And some yeah. of them were just like really blurry pictures and they're not that great, but you can figure out what you need to do to make a primitive mountain banjo by yeah. looking at these drawings. And huh. so I just did it, but it's, it's hard to do without, like now, you know, I still make the mountain banjos, but I have a table saw, yeah. all this stuff. I know what the dimensions are. I have right. them all in my head. And uh, but I have things to make straight cuts and like yeah and uh, I have <laughs> squares and yeah. things now where all this stuff's gonna fit together properly. I'm not just guessing at it. So um, yeah, it's come a long way. Like figuring out jigs and tools and all that. It's really a fun adventure. And then um, of course now you know you can get a lot of information on the internet too. There's a lot of people making banjos out there now too. It's crazy. Um, I, I love that like spark of inspiration it's like equal parts like inspiration and like audacity it's like i can do that yeah and then you just like you just get your ass kicked but you make yeah. your first thing yeah and like that willingness to uh to make mistakes because of unknown unknowns like 
Yeah. Making a, an entire rosewood neck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, like, I love I love that part of the, the like it creative process. Works, you know, you like, would never do it if you knew. <laughs> if I knew <laughs> you know, better. Like, but I was living yeah. there and I was like, yeah. work, you know, I didn't have a car. I couldn't go out of town and yeah. go up to like uh, White Plains or whatever right. place that has the lumber store. Now, I mean, yeah. I live in Portland where I can, you know, sure. s- spitting distance from any wood store and I get some stuff here. Um, there's a walnut place, which is great. It's all local black walnut. Um, but yeah, I just, with what I had, it was just a side project and I was working, um, as a sculptor and this working for this other artist. So like I would come home from work and not really want to like, uh, paint or work with, cl- I didn't really want to do it. I was right. burning out it's your my, nine to five. Burning yeah. myself out at, at work doing it. And it was nine to five and I was fortunate to have a, a job in New York where I was getting like a steady paycheck sure. like that. Like I went to graduate school there. That's why I moved to New York City. I'm originally from Ohio. And I moved out there for grad school. And then right, that was two years. And after that, I was like, oh man. And I found this job and it was steady. I was there for five years. It was awesome because I, I was able to live in New York and um, play music and ride my bike around. And um, and uh, and my wife and I met there. And then she was also ready to leave New yeah. York. And uh, she got into graduate school out here. Seems like and it's a hard place like, to yeah, stay. Yeah, let's leave. I'm ready to go. It is. I mean, if you want to, it depends on what you want to do. Right. We were thinking about like, I'd like to have a house someday. Uh huh. And a yard. <laughs> yeah. And a dog. It's a little easier so we got to do stuff. out here. Yeah. Still, it's harder to do than it used it's to be. It's hard to do now. Yeah. We start. We we moved out here and just luckily found some place yeah. to rent and then started. You know, we finally bought our first house, which was just a total dump. And then we just spent a lot of time fixing it up and then we moved on to the next house and then we got into a neighborhood we really liked and, you know, it's fun. But we've kind of moved up. Anyhow, that's that's housing. But yeah, it is nuts here, this yeah. place. <laughs> but I mean, but it, but you, it sounds like you approached it the same way you did with, you know, Banjo. You know, like, just yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll fix it up. And then just projects, 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 slowly get better at them. And... Trial and error, yeah. a lot of that with the banjo making. I mean, I look back to older ones and... Some things are really cool. Like, wow, I can't believe I did that back then. That weird, sh- that shape is really cool on that gourd banjo neck. But then some of them I look back and I go, oh, <laughs> why did I, what, what did I think I was doing there? Yeah. Anyway, they're coming along. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> nostalgia and horror and equal Yeah. Measure. Can't have one without the there other. There is a nostalgic part of it when people say like, are you doing any gourd banjos right now? And I go, oh man, that would be really fun. But I can't get them right now. It's winter. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't stash them. Um, you know, so once they're gone, they're gone. And then if I don't order another box of cords. But it is fun to go back and do that, even though I'm I'm doing the... I have, you know, actual geared tuners and I'm making these open back banjos, which is great. Um, but I'm, I'm still making those. And, um, you know, I'm like on my website, I have one page for the mountain banjos, one page for the, um, the different types of open back banjos that I make. And then there is a page for gourds, and it's just like a lot of older pictures, but like yeah. some of my favorite ones, the one with like a, a peg box, like a fiddle. Oh, yeah. Head. Cool. So it's fun. It's a little bit freer with that. Yeah. Um, you're making this primitive instrument. Yeah. It's made out of a vegetable and a stick. Anyhow. You want to play another tune? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, should we do... Take a minute to retune the banjo. Should we, yeah, while you're in this, in this tuning, should we, um, we had another one where, sail oil, you want to do that sail oil? Do whatever you want.
great. You too. I haven't. I don't think I've played a tune that long in a long time. <laughs> just playing at home, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I still know that one. I, I feel like that's another thing. Whenever I interview luthiers, they're like, "Do I have to play?" And it's like, I feel like for a lot of luthiers, uh, like y'all's main kind of expression is the making of instruments, and then it's like. Yeah, I guess they're technically for playing and for, yeah, you know. they are, but we need, yeah. You know, for, yeah, for the act of playing and the love of music, but it's like, it's its own kind of uh, yeah, pers I pursuit. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's as much, uh, I have as much fun with the with the shop portion and the making part as I do play. I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, it's fun to get out when I do. Sure. I go out and play music with other people, but a lot of times I find that it, it's, it may, might just be like, I'll, I'll grab one of these, you know, gut string ones over here and play mm. in the kitchen while something's simmering and I'm working and I'll, I'll try to figure out a new, uh, working on my two and three finger style or something like that. But I, um, but I have a lot of fun doing that. I should, I should get out to more jams. Um, I know there's the, the gathering coming up, oh, uh, yeah. but I think it might be in, um, going out of town to Tucson. To visit some friends in the sunshine. <laughs> so that sounds so nice I think too. I might miss it, but um, yeah, yeah. I should I should play some more. I know there's a couple house, you know, house house parties, house jams here and there. Yeah. But I'll let like, you know next time I have one. I'm a dad. Sometimes I'm exhausted at the end yeah. of the day and I make dinner and I'll just have a glass of wine and maybe play a little bit of banjo. But yeah, <laughs> this is related. You preach it to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel that way. I mean, it's part of the reason I do this show is so that I like have to at least hit jam with one person on average once a week yeah you know? yeah or otherwise i would i would totally you know fall into that as, as well it's hard to like you know but that part's still there like i still i definitely still have a lot of fun playing them i just feel like i get that excitement when like a banjo is coming to i'm about to string up another banjo like, yeah oh, is this guy gonna sound you know yeah. it's awesome or somebody's waiting on their on their banjo they usually don't have to wait too long but i'm, I'm excited i'm like hey i send them an email and say Stringing up your banjo this weekend. Get ready for the pictures. Get ready to send me. Mm. <laughs> send me the rest of the money, please. Yeah. Christmas coming up. Um, so that's that's really yeah. exciting, though. And and, and um, I think the most fun is when I'm trying a new um, process or yeah. Maybe like, what, you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing right now? Like what's uh, your I'm newest? trying a different way of putting um, rims on. The heel connection, not only on the on the open back, but on the the mountain banjos as well. A different way. Um, um, I started doing like a round dowel that I turn on my lathe instead of doing the old square dowel. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to put. Uh, this is just shop talk. No, no, no. We've got to have a little shop talk for the luthiers uh, listening. There's two things that fasten instead of just one center of mortise and tenon. I'm able to do a dowel that has a like hanger bolt. Okay. And so that tightens it securely up against the rim, and then there's a second secondary one that goes in there as well. And you can see that now I'm doing like a, a brass piece instead. Okay. This yeah. Early, this is an earlier one, and and this is a different shape than what I'm doing now. But anyhow, I, I find that I'm able to sort of do some pre-assembly early on in the process and have that neck joint and that fit perfect. Yeah. And then move on with the neck shaping and. Um, and it was kind of the other way around with the, anyway, I, I'm always, um, 
trying different things with the how to construct them, but specifically with the mountain banjos, now I'm, I'm curious if I can do it in a way where um, mountain banjos, there's no neck trajectory. They're flat. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so uh, just as an option, I'm, I'm figuring out a way where if I don't, uh, there's certain construction where it goes together and there's like a tab. I can't show, I'm not showing anybody anything. But it goes to uh, where the neck fits with the pot on the mountain banjo, it's like a top, it's like a, a cookie, like a sandwich cookie, you know, okay. like top disc, bottom. And oh, sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's one way it goes together, but um, I'm I'm experimenting with a way to get that neck joint to allow me to put a little bit of a neck angle. Oh, um, the mountain So that'll banjo. have yeah. the the action um, on these old mountain banjos is a little high for a lot of folks. Right, right. Um, even with the low bridge and everything, that's just the nature of that that banjo, that construction. So now I'm able to put like a little. To the neck angle. I'm always thinking about. So you can enjoy the like the, the sound stuff. and the aesthetic of the mountain banjo without yeah. some of the. It will just be put together as a, a traditional yeah, open cool. back banjo yeah. is put together because um, I'm able to get in there and then put those bolts in there in yeah. the same way I would on these. Um, to make it a so little more playable. That's the next. That's the next thing I got. Um, you know, and then that that fretless flush fret one that I showed you down oh, there. Yeah. That one's that one's almost uh, uh, the pot's all ready to go. So yeah, I'm always making a couple couple different things on the side yeah. when I'm not, um, if I'm finishing up a custom order or two, I'll have like a, I'll cut another neck or something along yeah. the way. So I have something to, to, to move on to once they're done, the custom ones are done. Well, I would love to, we didn't talk about this, but I'd love to play one of your banjos. Do you want to like on that soldier's joy, play a banjo duet and that way I can like, sure. Get, I'll have to get a feel for your, uh, do you want to play? You want to play Soldier's Joy on the steel string? What do you play, What do you want me to play? If what you're gonna? Yeah. What What should I experience today if I'm gonna play one banjo? Do you like to play a fretless banjo yeah. with, with Nile Death strings yeah, on it? Absolutely. Do we have Do we have to pause this and tune banjos? Oh uh, yeah, but it'll be fast. <laughs> or um, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which one would you? Should we do two guest well, string ones and we can do? That sounds uh, great. Okay, yeah, I'll put yeah. this. You want me to play this fretless over here? Whichever one you want, I like sliding around the fretless too, but if, I think that one's probably oh, more. Wrong too. Um.
instrument. You like that fretless one? It's so lovely, yeah. It has such a big, warm sound for um, an 11-inch pot. Yeah, those thinner ones, uh, I feel like the thin... The but rim, like the a, rim itself is that thin. Ten, yeah. That ply maple rim, I feel like um, pairs well with like a gut, now gut or like interesting a yeah. string. And they, they just, there's a lot more of this kind of shape. There's a lot of vibration in there. Yeah. It's not as solid. So, um, huh? Yeah, yeah, I feel like they kind of. It's a more open sound with those, um, with those nice thinner rims as opposed to the like the block rim that I also made. Mm -hmm. Plays like butter too. Oh, this is lovely. Wow, oh, no. Thanks. No, no, I'm just like go. in banjo acquisition mode. <laughs> I'm gonna put it away. <laughs> I'll give you a deal. Christmas yeah. Christmas uh, special. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so great. Yeah, this one is this one is definitely fun. I think I made like one video with that. Just to try to get myself onto the YouTubes. Yeah. Make <laughs> one really quick thing about. Yeah playing a couple slides on a simple tune. But yeah, that's, it is, those are a lot of fun to slide around on. I, getting up there past the seventh, that sounded great what you were doing. I can't like, I get past well, the seventh. Well, you put those lovely little right. dots up there just sure, for I that. Did, so. I did have side dots on there. It's very yeah. hospitable of you. Yeah, like, sometimes the notes. <laughs> one of the option, the uh, things that I do for uh, folks who are like, I want one of those, you know, I want a fretless banjo, but I'm not sure. And so you can do also another thing is like these little notches. They're just a little file mm. marks along, so like where the frets would be. And they're very, uh, you can't see them like on the banjo from like from afar. Right. But when you're playing over it, it's just that corner there where you would have like the side dots. That's nice. Um, it probably helps with you setting the bridge it. too so that you know. Because like yeah. sometimes I feel like when I don't have any markers on mm -hmm. a fretless banjo. You're trying to go up to the 12th to see yeah. where you are and... Yeah, it's like I want to make, like, I want to know that the bridge is in a place where I can find the notes reliably, but mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of going blind. So it's nice to have yeah. a place to at least set the bridge to so that I can actually build a reliable muscle memory. Yeah. You know? Yeah, most of the, I mean, with the fretless, like, I'm just down in this first position, barely moving up past, like, the fifth uh, fret. So you kind of just get used to it, and you realize when you get on, when you start playing fretless instruments, like, oh, wow. I had all this room to mm -hmm. play the same note, mm -hmm. but no, man, I have to go straight down on there. And I also can't do <laughs> chords. My, my, I have to line these fingers up. They have to be on the straight line. They can't just be in the same fret right. area. Uh, yeah, so it's tough. I find a lot of tunes that I'm trying to relearn on the fretless not play the chords. Just yeah. play the one melody note that, that yeah. matters the most. Sure. Um, so anyway, that kind of helps out. Just let it all be open strings, except for that one main one. Don't right. try to chord everything because it's, oh man, it's tough. It can make it sound spookier that way anyway. You know, it's yeah. the style and limitation, the way they interact. Well, you've been, you said you've been playing a lot of like uh, two finger lately, like old time two finger. Do you want to play that? Uh, what was the tune yeah, sure. you wanted to play? Uh, one that, um, if you didn't mind playing the, the guitar alongside, um, I have to tune this thing again. But, uh, <laughs> play, oh, Marching Jaybird, and that's in G, and I'll just have to do quickly this. Let's give it a go. Should I just start? Yeah, uh, well, where, where'd you get this tune? Oh, uh, Marching Jaybird, I have it on a recording. Is it Elizabeth Cotton? 
So if you, oh no, I have a, I have a CD. Yeah. It's called Black Songsters. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's Very a good, drawing yeah. of the guy playing banjo. It's yeah. a painting. And um, Black Songsters, this is on there. I could probably go get the CD and look at the case. Because oh, no, I have yeah. it. <laughs> People should go there if they want to um, more, yeah. So there's that. And then uh, there was a gentleman that um, put a video up on how to do... He taught, uh, I found a video when he was doing three finger style and I was like, ah, I can't really figure that out yet. So I just listened and realized that this is played, I think on that recording, two finger. There might be something yeah. else fancy mm -hmm. going on in there, but it's pretty basic. So I picked it up. Yeah, right now. It is fun. Tried to get through it. Got a little sweaty hands. <laughs> yeah, nervous. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's so fun to have a guitar uh, yeah. accompaniment there. Doing some cool stuff. A happy, happy tune. Yeah, that one's that one's fun. I gotta get used to switching back and forth with the the different decide what I like playing these uh, synthetic gut strings on that and the with the steel. I go to pick up a steel string banjo and it's kind of grippier and I'm like right, popping right. it and right. yeah, it's different. But I think uh, at home, I think that's been had a lot of fun playing these non-steel strings. A lot of fun. Well, we got time for one more, not counting our bonus track. Um, okay. So we'll do one more in the episode proper and then do one just for people who support the show. Uh, but before we do that, how do people find you on the internet, get a hold of your banjos? Yeah, I have, a, I have a website. Uh, I worked with the local guy and he um, helped well, he's the one that put together the site. I had this janky one before. It was like a free thing. Anyhow, um, so now it's 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 evolving. It's changing. I, yeah. I, um, but I have um, a website called CalkinsBanjos.com. So my last name is spelled C-A-L-K-I-N-S. It's just CalkinsBanjos.com. Um, and I, 
I also have um, an Instagram account at Calkins Banjo. So yeah. that's I. It's easy for me. I'm not a computer guy, but it's easy for me to get on there and put, you know, shop photos or yeah. the latest banjo yeah. or maybe like a quick video or something. So that is more up to date than than the site. But I try to get on there and uh, every time I make a new banjo, I take pictures of it, do a little photo shoot, and then um, eventually put the new stuff on the site yeah. but you, yeah. you can find the models that I'm um, currently making and then uh, if people find something that they like on there we kind of sort of a yeah. jumping off point say they could say I want that exact banjo or they can say I like that banjo uh, oh doggy I heard it. <laughs> my old hound dog <laughs> things up. Uh, they can say you know I, I really like this particular banjo I saw yeah. Um, but could you do, you know, walnut neck instead of cherry or something? So that's kind of, we yeah. have a conversation about that through emails um, or if you're local. It's where you, where you post all your uh, banjo thirst traps. Yeah. Your, your honey pots. <laughs> People are like, oh, it's about time we get another banjo. Oh, yes. that one? What's Calkins up to? <laughs> yeah, I, I try to get on there. You know, it's hard. I don't, uh, I don't spend a lot of time... Um, updating things and I don't spend time in front of a computer usually I don't have that you're in the shop I'm in the shop and I don't yeah so that's what I'm doing but I, I do I, I realize that this is this is how we do it these yeah, days yeah. <laughs> so you gotta have uh, you gotta have your picks up there yeah. um, I think people you know I've been asking folks like how I say oh yeah how did you find me you know how did you find these banjos and some people they just say oh I was been, do an image search on I did an image search on you know Fretless banjo, or, yeah. or um, Portland, Oregon, or something like that, and they find me that way. Or uh, it's interesting. Or maybe they're in a string band class and somebody mentioned my name or something. That happened recently. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, trying to get up there, get all the right words on the site, so yeah. <laughs> it draws in traffic. I don't know how all that works, <laughs> but um, the guy that helped me with my site, uh, his name is Brent. He knows how all that works, and he said, you got to get this these words up there, you know. But like the hashtags or like the, it's just the, the search engine about. optimization, all that yeah, stuff. All yeah, all that optimization. you got to have more words on the front page. Right now I need to huh. I need to put more on, like, the home page. It's, Interesting. it's just a picture of a yeah. banjo pot right now, I think. But but um, all the, yeah. Where would we be without, without these people who can, like, help us? Because all, all, it's like we just want to be in the shop making yeah. banjos or playing yeah. tunes. Yeah, I can't do all know? that. That's yeah. not one of the hobbies I want to do. You know, I, yeah. I usually pick something that is like a, a tradition, like baking or um, something old timey. Yeah, baking or archery or something. I get into these things where I make want to make a primitive bow, and yeah, I did. Yeah. I just got like into archery. I started making like these cedar arrows and stuff, and set up a target in the backyard and. Uh, built a bow out of like hickory and it was fine but like okay on to the next thing yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah. i stick with it and sometimes <laughs> i i don't uh but i got a lot of stuff you know between the house renovation and the banjo banjo shop i got i got plenty of projects thanks for coming out to do this thanks so much for doing awesome. this Nate. lovely to meet you i just you. uh i've been meaning to get back to you after I don't even know how it happened. I think, uh, you know what? I think uh, like maybe a year ago it was Patrick at... Uh, uh, Pisgah. Yeah, Pisgah. Pisgah Patrick. Yeah, I was talking to him about, you know, 
banjo. I ordered some parts from him, and uh, and I was talking about banjo making and stuff. And he was like, "Have you gotten together with Cameron?" I think his name's Cameron, and I, and then I had that in the back of my mind, like I gotta meet this Cameron guy. And then finally, I think it was just through Instagram or something, I found out. Oh no, Brooks told me he said I did a I did a podcast, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, here's this is the thing. This yeah. is this yeah. is Cameron that he does podcasts." <laughs> so anyhow, um, yeah. See. Thanks, Instagram. Thanks, Instagram. It works. <laughs> <laughs>
He might be working on your next banjo and posting pictures and videos of it on Instagram, so make sure to give him a follow there. Support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That's also linked in the show notes along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me. Then there's pitchforkbanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and cameradoit.com slash store where you can purchase my archived workshops and access to my upcoming workshops on playing up the neck. Finally, check out my old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, and follow us on social media. We've got some lovely plans for 2024. I hate for you to not hear our exciting announcements. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.